you start to feel like maybe I'm not a runner anymore. And I struggle with that. Like if I skip a day or two here and there, I'm like, well, what am I now? You know, I'm not doing what I should be doing, but yes, it's absolutely. And now I feel a little more balanced in my life, but it's still, you know, it, it's definitely is a substitute and it helps tremendously to be honest. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive, where we dive inside a runner's mind to understand their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions, their actions, and how they run their lives so they don't let life run us. So I'm super excited now that it's the new year. We're kind of changing course because I've been listening to a lot of you guys. So we're Obviously, we're going to have a lot of tips, tricks, and things that are really good for you for running, for your health, for your mental health. That's always going to stay in the healthy tidbits because I think that stuff should take like three to five minutes tops. You get on, you move on with your life. But I also wanted to bring you more motivation. And that is why I'm having people, runners, come onto the podcast and explain not only their highs and their lows when it comes to running, but their emotional and mental health. How did they get through it? What were they thinking? What were the struggles? It's almost going to be like an actual therapy session here, asking how they felt, how they got through it, and what was their mind saying during all their runs. You're going to hear a lot about different races. I'm really, I try to structure the questions where it talks about the races, where it talks about more of a review for the race, but also how can you mentally prepare for it? And I want you to dive in and listen to their stories why they started running and what keeps them running. Because as runners, that's what bonds us. And I personally think listening to other people always inspires you. So that's why I'm bringing on all these runners. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited to get Run, Thrive, Survive more towards the mental health side, because that's just something that we're not talking about very often. And it's something I really want to touch. So We're giving ourselves permission to be absolutely vulnerable here when it comes to running, because honestly, if you're like me, I got into running because it seriously did help my mental health. And there's a lot of us out there that are the exact same way. So my first guest that is here to talk to me is Ryan Petty. And honestly, he's an amazing human soul. This guy was awesome to talk to. He started running when he got sober in 2005 and he weighed just over 300 pounds. Go to my social media channels and see the video of me talking to him. You would not, you wouldn't even believe that 300 pounds. And he said he needed to make some serious changes and he'd never actually ran a race until 2019, which was a half marathon. So this was a long run, long time runner up to about 2019 for four years who finally made the decision to change. He's awesome. He just did He just completed a 50K, 50 miler, and a 2021 New York City marathon, along with other shorter races here and there along, you know, like all of us. And we're talking about his six mile trail race today because that seriously, like that was a whole new race in itself when we talked to him. So he's getting ready for a hundred miler. And we're also going to touch on that. I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this because here we are diving deep inside a runner's mind to run our lives. Ready guys? Here's Ryan. First off, I want to invite, like welcome him to the podcast. Ryan, welcome to Run Thrive Survive podcast. Thanks for having me, Sarah. It's a pleasure yep. to be here. Oh, there's Chad. You know, <laughs> it's always great. <laughs> I love dogs. It's always great <laughs> to have another runner on the podcast because we get to talk about something we love. And yes. we're going to do a race review today. So I want to ask okay. you first off, before we get into this race review, why is it that you run? How, what got you into running? Uh, 
I started running back in 2005. Uh, I'm a alcoholic and drug addict in recovery. And when I got sober back in 05, I was just over 300 pounds and I knew I needed to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you on the video, I wouldn't, I would not believe that. I wouldn't <laughs> believe you. that. I no, I, I was, I have pictures to prove it somewhere if anybody wants to see them, but yeah. So I had always been an avid hiker when I was younger, mm. but I was never a runner. Like I played goalkeeper in high school just so I didn't have to run so much <laughs> when I was on the soccer team. So I remember I was living in uh, the LA area and I went to Topanga state park just to go on a walk and go hiking in, in the, on the trails. And, uh, hiked up about an hour or so. And when I was coming down, I just started picking up the pace and jogging down. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. And uh, that kind of birthed my love of trail running. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I've had a few other people that are coming out of recovery with alcohol. Do you find that running is almost like a substitute for that addiction? Because it's beyond, it's beyond a substitute. It's yeah. It's a new drug. So yeah, it, it became a new addiction and a new obsession. Uh, yeah, that those first three years, all I did was work, run, go to meetings, and go to the gym. Right. And again, with really good with the intent of weight loss, and so then that became an obsession. Was the weight loss itself? I struggle with overeating, undereating. You know, it's all that. All those behaviors come out for Big me. Time. Right. You know, it's very common in other other addicts and alcoholics, but I can't speak for them. But for me, I struggle with a lot of these things, even still to this day. You know, I mean, disordered eating is a huge problem that I don't really think gets enough attention. So, you know, it's such a big. Problem. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and and running to this day is still your podcast that I was listening to this morning. You were talking about how like if you cut back on your running as a runner, you start to feel like maybe I'm not a runner anymore. And yeah. I struggle with that. Like if I skip a day or two here and there, I'm like, well, what am I now? You know, I'm not doing what I should be doing, but yes, it's absolutely. And now I feel a little more balanced in my life, but it's still, you know, it, it's definitely is a substitute and it helps tremendously to be honest with you. Absolutely. I'm well, you know, I'm glad you found, I'm glad you moved into the running because like, you know, we could say running can be unhealthy at times, right? If we're not eating correctly and we're doing to lose weight, but at the same time, it's such a, it's a much better um, substitute for addictive behavior than yeah. a lot of things can do. Absolutely. So that's our, but that's our, again, <laughs> any obsession can lead to bad behaviors. Whether Absolutely. the, whether the obsession <laughs> is good for you, it can still cause you to misbehave or you know bad behavior <laughs> right and you know running can get into like spending habits too like how many yeah. places did you sign I just, up for? i just saw the meme today the dumb runner said the runner says i love running because it's so simple as he wears eleven hundred dollars worth of gear yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like everyone yeah. feels so called out by that. They're like, "What do yeah. you mean? I only bought like ten pairs of two hundred dollars yeah. shoes. Like, the it's shoes, not bad." The, the shoes is the biggest problem. <laughs> oh yeah, the shoes are the biggest, and they're getting more expensive. They know that we yeah. can't live without them. Uh huh. So, so let's get into the the race for you. We're gonna re- review your latest race, and that was a six miler race. Can you give us a background? Yes. What race it is? 
where it was and why this race. Okay, it's the um, it's called the Hashathon Six Mile Trail Run. It's in Cheesequate State Park here in New Jersey, which is about an hour about an hour north of me. Um, very technical trail, single track, lots of uh, steps and climbs, uh, lots of boardwalk sections, which was pretty sketchy that morning with the frost. Um, <laughs> it's one of the longer running races around here. This was the 42nd year. And uh, I didn't know much about it. So I get there and they give me a bib. And it says the 2013 Children's One Mile Fun Run. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is this? I'm like, okay. So I put it on and I go about my business. It's not chipped. So when you, they tell you when you cross the finish line, look at your time. And then you have to fill out a slip at the end of the race with your time, your bib number, and your name. I okay, didn't know so, there were many races like this still. Yeah. To so be honest then, with you. Okay. Fast forward to the end. You cross the finish line and you go hand in your ticket and they give you a medal. I'm like, oh, cool. You get a medal at this race. And I look at it and it's from another local half marathon from 2019. (laughs) So I'm like, so the bib is wrong and the medal is wrong. I couldn't figure it out. And then I hopped on Facebook and did a little research. And apparently that's what this race is known for. They use it's run. It's organized by the Jersey Shore Running Club. So in order to keep costs low, they, they use recycled bibs and metals, like leftovers. So, yeah, pretty. Inter- that's that's actually really fun, to be honest yeah, with you. It's pretty cool. So I had to take my bib and cross everything because I hang up all my bibs. And so I had to cross out, write the race down. And then on the metal, I had to write on the back what the metal was actually for. <laughs> That is actually fantastic. I've never heard of that. So that's definitely, that could be a bucket list race. I'm wondering now if other places do that. Yeah. I don't know. It was total news to me. I had no idea, but I guess it just makes it a unique race, but I guess they do that every year too. Yeah. So I'm the medal I got was from a local half marathon in 2020. So I'm assuming, I know that race was canceled because of the pandemic. So Makes sense. they must have had all these medals left over and then they just donate them to this race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, think about that's kind of a genius idea, though. And it's yeah. great marketing for the those races in the for, future. For the other races. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for the other races. Because they're like, well, now I got to yeah. go do this one. They have two medals. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fantastic. So what was the course like? Was it, it was, you said it was six miles, right? So it wasn't like yes. a long course. How was, uh, was it a 10K or six miles? It was six miles. Oh, so six miles the- flat. Yep. Yep. It was interesting uh, distance. Yeah. Again, the name it's called the Hashathon. I don't know where that comes from. And it's a six mile, not 6.2, which would just make it a 10 K. That's what I was Uh, thinking. Like this is, this is such a fun race. Yeah. And so there's a trumpet player, there's two guitar players. They actually have like three water stations along the way to grab some water, but it's all in the woods. So these volunteers put a lot of effort to get to where they need to go to set this stuff up. It's, it's, it's a super fun race. The trumpet player had uh, a big giant bottle of fireball that he was offering <laughs> shots of fireball to people for. So it's kind this of just one of those good time races, but the course itself was pretty tough. I think it had about 550 feet of gain over six miles. Okay. So it was, you wow. know, it was hilly. It was technical. It was very tight. So I started, I don't know, probably 50 or 60 people back. There was about 350 people in this race. 
And uh, it took me a while to work my way up because I couldn't pass anybody once we got on the single track. And uh, once we got on the single track, I kind of found my groove and I was running behind this woman. And like I said, before we got on, my goal was around 10 minute, 10 minute pace. So about an hour time. And uh, I was running with this woman and I looked down and on this flat section, we're running like an 830 pace. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) this was only like two miles in. So I'm like, I don't want to overcook myself. So I kind of, I kind of stuck with her for a while, but I felt really good. And then I started to come up on people to pass. So I don't know how you are, but when I'm racing and I pass people, I want to make sure they're not going to pass me back. So, yeah. so like, yeah, I want to make sure that so I pass them. Yeah. And then like, I don't want them catching me and be like, oh, what happened? You know, it's like when you pass somebody going down the street and then they pull up next to you at a red light and they're like, Oh wow. You know, (laughs) here we are at the same red light. Yeah. Um, It's it's always so awkward, especially the ones that do, um, what is it? The, the one where you walk run like Galloway, you know, when they keep passing you and (laughs) come on. (laughs) Yeah. So I ran with her for a while. Then I finally decided to get past her and, uh, around five miles, she had passed me again. And uh, it was just, it was a tough course. And we were talking offline. I had, uh, I had gotten COVID back at the end of August, right? Yeah, the end of August. And it was the second time in 11 months. So I still was kind of, you know, feeling the effects of that. So I just didn't want to push my body too hard. So, you know, but overall, yeah, it was, I was very happy with the race. It was super fun. and just overall, like the experience was great. And that's why I love racing, just the experience of being around other runners and having a good time. So if I were to go run it, what were, what would be like two things or even one thing that you would tell me to get ready for this race? Um, I would tell you to climb a lot of stairs, maybe get on the Stairmaster <laughs> at the gym because there was a lot of steps and not oh. a lot of regular <laughs> steps yet because you know how they build steps into the trail. So it's almost like you have to step and then take two steps and then step up again. A lot of that. So it wasn't just, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't just a lot of, it just wasn't a lot of up and down Hills. It was those, those steps. And then there was a couple like wooden staircases because it kind of goes through the marsh. So there's like boardwalks through the marsh and then you have to climb back right. up. So then you're going up a set of stairs and then down a set of stairs. It had a little bit of everything. So I would definitely get on a Stairmaster if you're going to run this race. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. For yeah, this one. absolutely. Just, when you said steps, I was like, wait, but this is a race. But, you know, it makes sense on trails. Trails, it makes sense. Now, yeah. if they had you like running up stadium steps, like that would just be cruel. That yeah, be that so would be awful. Like- <laughs> that would be fun. Now, finally, with this race, like, what would you do differently if you redid it? I would probably work more on some speed work. Um, okay. It's something that lacks in my overall training anyway, but there is plenty of sections that are relatively flat where you can, you know, lay down some some good times for quite a bit, maybe half mile, you know, three quarters of a mile at a time. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely no, has some fast sections and then that, you know, and then that'll help you, I guess, get through those steps quicker. Maybe, you know, if you know, you won't lose as much time. So. Right. And I mean, like, was this, 
we talked about a little bit about this pre-podcast. Was this a race you were going out to like actually race or were you <laughs> no, there for it wasn't. fun? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So having COVID back in August, I had been signed up for a hundred K out in Pennsylvania. I think it was September 10th and I got COVID on like August 20th, give or take there. Ugh. So it kind of put a real downer on the whole thing, but I drove out there. I spent the night. I towed the line. I started the race. I made it about two and a half, three miles in. And I was like, this is absolutely a no-go. Oh, so I turned around. It was still dark. I wound up getting lost heading back to the starting line. I got picked up by a camper in a campground to take me back to the starting <laughs> line because I got totally- Hitchhiking at its finest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh so when I got home, I figured I'd take the rest of September off, like no running at all, okay. just my regular strength training at the gym and no running. So then come October, I start running again. I got a, a big build coming up. So I start with a 5K right around Halloween that my friend had signed his kids up for. And I figured I'd just go out and run and have a good time with the kids. Nope. Get to the starting line and I got a race. <laughs> So I tried to keep yep. up his one, his one daughter who's in seventh grade is a really good cross country runner. So I tried to keep up with her, uh, about a mile in, I looked down and I'm running about a 625 pace. <laughs> and I was like, this is not going to last for another two miles. Uh, but I wound up racing it. I did pretty well. I came in second in my age group in that race. That's and I great. think I was, I think I was top 10 overall, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. So then I had signed up for the six miler here and I said, okay, that plan didn't go as planned. So I still told myself again, I'm just going to go out, have a good time, enjoy the people, enjoy the atmosphere. And uh, we're walking up to the start line and you got to walk up this steep hill and then around to the start line. And I'm like, it's better and better. (laughs) Right. And I'm like towards the back of like 300 people. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. I got to get closer to the front. And as I inched to the front and ran down the initial hill, I was like race mode on. So wound up racing that one too. But no, it was just supposed to be a fun training run in the woods, which it was, but it wasn't. (laughs) I I I had to go out and race it. I think most (laughs) runners can relate. Like you get there, you get, you get amped up from, the national anthem and the, the trumpet player and all the all the good energy and you just want to go out there and crush it. So yeah, yeah, that's how that worked out. And you get in your mind and you're like, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and then you just like take off and go. Yep. Yeah. We've all been yeah. there. And generally been there. you start going too hard. So you gotta it's hard again, <laughs> like to to reel it back a little bit just so you don't blow out at like four yep. or five miles. So but overall, yeah, it 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 was not a planned race. And I did, I thought I might've finished like top 25, but I think I was 38th out of 350 people. So that's still awesome. Again, for that kind yeah. of race. Great super, job. Super excited, super excited with that result. So yeah, it was, awesome. it was definitely fun, but no, it wasn't a planned race. It was supposed to be a fun training run. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know what that happens. Yeah, so right? one final question when you're running, what, what does, I guess I'm going to say, what does the voice inside your head say? Like, is it keeping you going? Does it get negative? How do you push through those walls? Not much negativity. Uh, I try and think of myself as a positive person uh, just because of the life that I have today. Like 
it's a miracle, you know, that I'm actually sitting here talking to you today. Uh, You know, there was many instances in my life many years ago where I might not be here at all anymore. So the voice inside my head uh, these days, mostly uh, my dad passed away back in 2019. Um, I'm sorry. So a, a, a lot of time when I'm out there running, I think of my dad and, uh, you know, just how lucky me and someone like you who anyone who gets to get out there and run and just be outside. And, you know, when I first came in to recovery, uh, a good friend of mine used to always say, I can walk, I can talk, I can breathe, I can see, I can hear, you know, those are all things that sometimes we take for granted. And I think for me, just to be able to be fit enough and to be healthy enough to get out there and do these physical endeavors is basically one of the greatest gifts I have. And I'm super grateful for it. But yeah, so I, you know, I ran a 50 miler back in 2021. And even then when I was hurting and I was suffering and the pain and the the tiredness, it was still like just that one goal, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall likes to say, I think the name of his book is one mile at a time or run the next mile. That's what it's called. I love so, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts and he, the, the fellow was talking about running a hundred mile race. And he said, I don't look at it as running a hundred miles. It's just five miles. Just run eight station to eight station. Yes. You know, so, and he had a, a lot of positive, he's a very positive man too. So like, podcasts help a lot. Like I love listening to running podcasts and uh, health podcasts. So yeah, you know, I get, I probably get more negative thoughts when I'm at work than I do when I'm out there running. (laughs) (laughs) That's normal. That's okay. We can't get rid of that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, Ryan, what's your next race? Um, my next race is in April of next year. It's called the Jersey Devil 100 miler and, uh, it'll be my first hundred mile race. So, uh, right now it's just November, December, lots of long, slow, easy runs. And, uh, we'll take it come the first of the year. We'll really start building and working up towards it. But right now it's just consistency, 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 getting out there, uh, I don't run every day anymore. I had a streak going a couple years ago for over a year, but my bo- I, I know my body and my body just doesn't work with, with daily running. I can't do it. No. So I usually take off about five or six days a month. Uh, but those days, right. like this morning, yeah. this morning I was up early. I was at the trail when they opened at 645 and I got my six miles in and, you know, see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Love it. Ryan, you are awesome. And I'm just like, I'm rooting for you you in this 100 miler. You're going to do awesome. So thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day and thanks for coming on the podcast. Anytime, Ciara. Thanks for having me. Well, you guys, that's all I have for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's helping you solve those everyday little problems. And I also hope it's challenging you and helping you become mentally, physically, and emotionally stronger, just like we want to do here on the Run, Thrive, Survive podcast. 
please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to that podcast and leave that review if you're listening to it on Apple. I want to hear from you. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please make sure you check out the show notes, podinbox.com slash survive. You can do two things there. You can record a voice message that you can ask me a question. I can respond to you if you need help in something. I can also um, play it here on real time on the podcast during Q&A podcast. So that's super exciting. You can also, if you'd like to donate and support the podcast, you can leave the donation at that pod inbox link. So you guys, I appreciate you. As always, I hope you get out there and you run your life and do not let life run you. Bye, you guys. 